Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Colossus MLW star Barrington Hughes, and you are listening to the Wrestle Thoughts Podcast. Ah, fam. Hola amigos, los saluda Héroe Star desde el Cosmos, directamente de Lucha Libre Triple Lucha Underground, para que sigan de cerca el canal de Wrestle Thoughts. Nos vemos, hasta luego. What's up guys, this is the Aerial Assassin Will Ospreay and you are listening to Wrestle Thoughts Podcast. Hi everyone, Kate Johansson here, back with another MLW review. But first, if you didn't listen to our last show on the Brainbuster Network, which airs on Sundays, you wouldn't have heard about the rebranding. Now, we're still known as Wrestle Thoughts Podcast, but we just thought going forward we will be branded as WT Pod. Okay, just a lot of people already call us it, it's nice, it's clear, it's concise. So yeah. Next week, when you hear, hi everyone, this is Kate Johansson of WT Pod. That's the reason why. Okay, still the same person, still the same um, podcast that you're listening to, just essentially a different name. Anyways, let's get to what you're here to listen to: the Major League Wrestling Review of MLW Fusion Episode 63. Now. Last week, I said MLW 62 was arguably the best Fusion episode that I've watched. Obviously, for those that don't know, you probably do, I only started watching at Battle Riot 2. But since then, 62 was the best, um, yeah, the best Fusion that I've watched of MLW. And now, obviously this one, massive hype building up to it, it's time for the Von Erichs to debut in the main event, teaming with the MLW World Champion, Filthy Tom Lawler against the Global Dealers of Violence Contra Unit, Joseph Samael, Simon Gotch, and the Samoan Werewolf himself, Jacob Fatu. Now, this has been building. This is going to be a war. And going into this, I heard that it was probably makes MLW history for like the most chaotic match. And it didn't disappoint. However... The show got off to a great start, in my opinion, and it's because of the little things that they do to to advance these storylines. Like normally, if somebody essentially loses loser leaves town, it's just a typical um, promo in the ring. However, obviously, last week in the main event, Mans Warner beat Sammy Callahan. Meaning Sammy Callahan had to leave, and it was because of Selena De La Renta. Uh, she was the executive producer for that show and booked the loser leaves MOW. So it starts off with Jimmy Havoc. Um, you just hear his voice, he's delivering like a ceremony, and it goes to a graveyard with Sammy Callahan's name, and it was like Rest in Peace Warthog, which obviously Selena always called her. And it just shows Jimmy Havoc and Selena De La Renta. Um, just next to this gravestone, really, with Sammy Callahan, and yeah, and next up's Mans Warner, they say, and it's just these little, it's just these little things that are connecting these stories, that are continuing these stories, that are just so simple yet so effective, in my opinion. It's why I really like this product. It's everything's thought out. It's not overthought, and yeah, simple storytelling, 
is the best storytelling. Fantastic stuff. Now, to kick well to kick things off inside the arena itself, it's MJF and Aria Blake. They're coming out to go on commentary with Rich Bocchini and Jim Cornette as the opening match is Richard Holiday vs Teddy Hart. So as Teddy Hart comes out, it's so over by the way, it's great to see like he's killing it in MLW with the Hart Foundation. And he comes out and he has the little confrontation with MGF. Obviously, the Dynasty and the Hart Foundation have been going at it well before I started watching um, at Battle Riot 2. And that's another thing that I like about this company. Longevity, like the storylines aren't just one and done all. Let's build to a pay-per-view. Okay, let's recycle that for a next pay-per-view. No, the is really well put forward and there's so many different factors that I like about it but yeah Teddy Hart comes out he confronts MJF on the um, entrance where the commenter booth is and yeah Richard Holiday comes out from behind attacks him so two on attack MJF starts hitting him with a chair um, just starts stomping on him they pick him up MJF grabs his MLW middleweight championship and hits Teddy Hart over the head with it and then the buff Stand there posing with Teddy Hart's middleweight title and run off both holding it, steal his title. Um, again, that's going to continue things like obviously, um, the third member of Dynasty that's not there, Alexander Hammerstone, beat a uh, member of the Hart Foundation, Brian Pillman Jr. at Fury Road to become the first ever MOW um, national openweight champion. And it looks like they're after the middleweight title and they're probably after the tag titles as well because obviously Teddy Hart and David Boy Smith Jr. are also the MLW tag team champions. So yeah, this match didn't happen. And again, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's the little things. Like they book the show as if this attack and the match not happening wasn't supposed to happen. So the commentators talk about having to try and rearrange things. Um, they didn't go straight into the next segment and um, have something lined up as if they knew what was going to happen. And it's those little things that I like. So instead, they was like, right, whilst we sort something out, we'll show you what happened regarding Selena De La Renta and Sammy Callahan. So it shows Selena two weeks ago mentioning the main event of Callahan and Warner. Then it shows last week footage of the match. And then it says earlier today. And we get to see Man Mansa is just like, yeah, I'm drinking and thinking. Um, and he's talking about Selena, and he was like, you shouldn't piss Manta off. Uh, the fact that they use him as a pawn to try and run Sammy Callan off of MLW. And this summer he's going headhunting. One by one, he will take Selena's guys out, starting with Ricky and El Hio, uh the LA Park that is. Then the big man, the fat man, LA Park himself, and that'll leave him with Havoc. Jimmy Havoc, obviously, it's shown in the past couple of weeks, it seems like he's aligning himself with Selena De La Renta. And, yeah, this is Jim Cornette. I think it was Jim Cornette that said it. Um, this is the true Southern psychopath. Um, and this is somebody that I've not really seen. I've just seen how barbaric he can be. But it was more about his, kind of like, his relationship with Sammy Callahan and the friendship that they were getting and the understanding they got. But he seems off, like, unhinged and... I'm really excited to see this part, this side of Manswana. So it goes to the ring. There's somebody called Isaiah Velazquez in the ring and Jordan Oliver, another young upstart in MLW. His music hits, he comes out and they call this match. It was a standby match. It was some some people that they've had backstage um, 
if anything was to happen, then they're going to be the filling match. And it's, yeah, again, those little things, it makes sense. All of a sudden, it isn't a big name. It's somebody that's just coming up and somebody that's essentially an enhancement talent in Isaiah Velasquez. So the match went for about five minutes. Um, Oliver, whilst the match started, there was the little video in the corner of him talking and he mentioned that people have hinted uh, people have mentioned to watch out for these crooked refs and that's hinting at Rich Swan and uh, Myron Reed. So could this be an alignment, like an alliance that could happen? But yeah, it was nothing too long, just giving him a little bit more exposure, slowly embedding Oliver into the roster um, as an up-and-coming star in MLW. And I really liked the ending. Um, Oliver was running at Velasquez in the corner. Velasquez pops him over the top rope. Oliver lands bounces straight back over the rope and hits him with like a stunner. Then he gets onto the uh, middle rope and he jumps off to do the cutter, but he did like a frog splash like motion into the cutter off the middle rope. And yeah, I really like that. Um, I really like that finish for him. And it'll be interesting to see where Oliver goes. Obviously, I believe he beat Koto Brazil um, due to f- interference of Promociones Dorado. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with um, Jordan Oliver, not too set on him yet, but they're slowly embedding him in and they're doing right by him, not overexposing. Now, they end up hyping the Von Erics. Uh, they're talking about their styles, where they've been, um, uh, just basically hyping up ahead of today's main event. And then there's footage of Dynasty escaping the arena in the car, so it looks like they got away with Teddy Hart's title so it'll be interesting where that comes out and yeah another thing that i've been enjoying of mlw is the guy that he calls himself the professional low-key now obviously low-key was with selena de la renta it seemed like there was conflict and well ricky and selena left him to get attacked by contra unit a few weeks ago uh low-key beat ricky last week which selena was pissed off about and yeah Guy's already in the ring, Tom Coffey, Loki's going to be facing him, and literally, as soon as the bell rings, Loki just runs at him and hits him with that elbow, which he hit um, Ricky Martinez with last week, and it knocks him out, the ref stops the match there and there, and Loki's been booked as a killer right now, and it was hyping that people are wanting to represent him now that he's not being represented by Selena De La Renta, and yeah, it was brilliant, Loki walks up the stage, as he's backstage, um, he's just promoting himself and promoting MOW, really. And then he talks about the country unit, says he knows the Fatu family quite well, probably better than you. They've opened up the Pandora's box because they're in the sights of the professionals, so it looks like um, Loki's going to be going after the country unit to get revenge. Speaking of country unit, goes over to them, and they're just, again, talking about Tom Lawler and the Von Erics and... Again, I love every single every package and everything about the presentation of Contra Unit is being booked perfectly to the T. Really, really enjoying it. There was a Dr. Wagner Jr. hype. Obviously, he's going to be coming in. Um, it was announced that I think it's Kings of Coliseum. The is going to be Dr. Wagner Jr. and El Hio de Dr. Wagner Jr. They will be facing. Uh, LA Park and El Hio de LA Park in a tag match, which that'll be pretty hit. like that'll be class to see, especially for those that are going to be in the live audience to see that match. 
live, it'll be fantastic. So, just before we get to the main event, I want to tell you about our sponsors here in the UK. WrestleGate Pro, new company based out of Nottingham. They're just about to have the fourth show, um, which is in two weeks' time, the Emerald Grand Prix. Make sure you head over to WrestleGate Pro. You can get 20% discount on DVDs, on T-shirts, and on tickets to the shows using the promo code WTP. This company, for such a small, like, short period of time, they are fantastic. They've had some fantastic matches. And again, with the Emerald Grand Prix coming up, they've got some huge names. Coming from all Japan, they've got two former Triple Crown champions. They've got uh, Shuji Ishikawa and they've got Joe Doring. And they will both be in singles matches, one with each other, and they both will face one of UK's finest, Rampage Brown. In a ma- well, all three of those matches are going to be absolutely outstanding. And then in the other bracket of the Emerald Grand Prix, we have two of the hottest young talents in the UK. We've got Gabriel Kidd, we've got Lucas Steele, and they will be in the group with one of the pioneers of British wrestling, the Phoenix Jody Fleisch. And well, whoever advances from those groups. They will face in October, I believe it will be, to de- like for the first ever WrestleGate Pro Championship. Again, this is 6th of July. Head over to www.wrestlegatepro.com. Have a look at the DVDs. Really suggest um, purchasing these. Have a look at their on-demand for the DVDs, tickets and merchandise. Use the promo code WTP and get yourself 20% off. Now, we're back. The main event. Now, this is something I was really excited for. Having spoken to um, like my colleagues Callum and Jamie that I do the podcast with. Jamie, you've heard of from one of my from my Fury Road preview actually, and Jamie's been watching MLW and he's enjoying it. Um, Callum's been watching little bits, and I got him to watch last week's as well, and he absolutely loved it and understood why. I raved so much about this and Contra Unit and why I'm excited about this main event. And sometimes some things just don't meet the hype. But this wasn't the case. <laughs> like, wow. They they went at it. This was known as one of the um most one of one of the most chaotic matches in MLW history. It was a six-man tag match. It was unsanctioned. It was Tornado Rules, obviously, the Contra Unit versus Filthy Tom Lawler and Marshall and Ross Von Erich. And to promote this as the league didn't want to get involved because of the likelihood people are going to get hurt. They don't want to be liable for it. And Contra Unit in the ring, Lawler's music hits. Lawler comes in, in from behind, attacks uh, Jacob Fatu from behind. Obviously, Lawler will be facing Jacob Fatu with his MLW World Championship on the line at Kings of Coliseum. That'll be that'll be good to see. But yeah, so he starts attacking Jacob Fatu from behind. The Von Erichs hit the ring and start attacking Samael and Gotch, and they both end up hitting Iron Claws on Gotch and Samael. And the crowd are loving it. It's gone from it's started at 100 miles per hour. Very back and forth. Nobody's getting long periods of time to be in control. 
I felt like this was a great display of Marshall and Ross. I first saw them, it had been Slammiversary for Impact many years ago with Kevin Von Erich ringside and they've grown massively since then and I, I was blown away by them, they were fantastic and it was just chaos everywhere. I could try and call every top spot that was there but one, I, well I wouldn't be able to do it justice, there was a lot of it, okay. But there was one spot in particular where um, Samuel and Gotch have Lawler on the outside and they end up taping his bad arm to the ring post with duct tape round and round and round and just start attacking him against the post. And the commentators talk about why this is his bad arm. Mentions metal rod and pins is in that right arm. And I like the fact that they give history so you understand things if you've missed things in the past. Um, an extra referee actually runs down with some scissors, cuts Lawler loose um, Lawler goes backstage, takes that referee backstage, obviously out of harm's way. And at this point, Fatu is about to hit Ross Von Erich with one of his big moonsaults that you've seen hit on Tom Lawler in the past. It's what's put people like um, the Colossus Barrington Hughes away. And Fatu jumps on that top rope, goes to hit the, mo- uh, the moonsault. Marshall dives from nowhere on top of Ross and covers Ross and takes the hit himself, which was fantastic. Got great reaction from the crowd. Lawler comes running down with like a wooden board, smashes it over Jacob Fatu's head. Fatu's just dazed but doesn't go down, so it's like, fuck it. Low blow, drops Fatu and just starts attacking everybody with the boards. And again, the brawls are going on and the the win surprised me. I, I couldn't call it. Was the Von Erichs going to lose their main event? Or were Contra Unit going to like reign supreme and going even more dominant into Kings of Coliseum? And it went Lawless and Von Erichs way. A double iron claw to Gotch. Um, they slam him onto the mat with the Well, it was like an iron slam. Gets the pin. One, two, three. Contra Unit have been beaten for the first time in MLW. Showed some vulnerability for the first time in MLW. The match went about 8 minutes. Didn't stop there though. In total there was about 14 minutes of carnage. So 8 minutes to win. And then it was just like 6 minutes. Pure chaos. Pure carnage down the ring. Uh, Samuel like continues. Well they just continue the assault on Samuel. And then there's just brawling. All 6 of them are going at it. I'm, I'm loving it to be honest. It was fantastic. I was so... Edge of the seat, I was so invested, I was so excited in seeing this. Didn't want it to end. Some companies, you watch shows and you're like, can it finish yet? But yeah, this one, really, really enjoyed it. Lawler's just booting and attacking Gotch. Uh, the others are keeping um, Samael and Fatu out of the ring. Officials are having to come run down. All the referees, all the producers are running down to try and separate Tom Lawler from um, destroying Gotch in the ring. They start brawling on the outside and yeah, this is how you build a fucking wall. Like, this was brilliant. Von Eric's opposing in the ring. It seems like it's going to settle down security between Fatu and Gotch. Samuel and Laura seem to have brawled backstage and there's a producer, Greenfield, he, Alex Greenfield, he's uh, laid out at the moment and they're selling that and when he finally gets back up, Gotch hits him and starts choking him out again. The brawling continues because they're attacking the officials. The Von Erichs get back out the ring and try and save the officials, start brawling. I ain't a clue where Tom Lawler is at this point. It's a three on two 
attack with the Von Eriks and then obviously on the officials as well. Lawler comes back out with a bit of a broken ball it seems, but it's as if it's like a like a shiv, they called it. So he starts hitting people with it, choking trying to choke people out. And yeah, like I said, this was amazing. It did not disappoint. For me, most entertaining bit of wrestling for this month. Really, really enjoyed it. If you like chaos, if you like carnage, if you like violence, this matches for you. And yeah, Fatu ends up putting a referee through the table. Bodies are lying everywhere. Contra unit may have lost the match, but it's not. It's not over. They're looking strong as hell. And Fatu versus Lawler at Kings of Coliseum is going to be fucking carnage. It's going to be amazing. And then, yeah, Von Erickson and Lawler are posing in the ring. It seemed like the Contra unit may have attacked Bokini on the stage, but the cameras weren't showing it. And, yeah, just did not disappoint. And I like the fact that the first match was an enhancement match. The second match was essentially an enhancement match with Loki for this one. And yet both are telling good stories, but both aren't exhausting the audience. Because this was the big thing. Everything else was just to the side. This was the big one. And they built it like that. They built it fantastically. MLW are going so strong at the moment. I can't wait for the next episode. MLW 64. If you've not. If you've not watched it and you're listening to this. I still advise. Get on YouTube. Make sure you watch MLW Fusion 63. So. I've been Kay Johansson. This is WT Pod. You can find us every week, myself, Jamie, Callum, on Brainbuster Radio every Sunday. And again, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us on Brainbuster. Or you can come onto our own feed for these exclusive inter- uh, exclusive interviews, these reviews, and other fun podcast segments. Thank you. Until next time, see you next week. <laughs>